Well, the Halos pitched well, but they didn't hit well, and, well, they lost. <laughs> it was the middle game of a three-game series against the Braves. We, we got to get the game today, so John and I are going to talk about what the Angels need to do to get a win. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM. By searching Locked On Angels, and the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. You can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app right now and use Use our promo code locked on and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Woo, what a day yesterday. Staying glued to your phones or to your computers, waiting for anything to happen. Right. And <laughs> something did happen at the end of the uh, the trade deadline, and we'll talk about that. Uh, now that the trade deadline is over, Mike, where do the Halos sit right now? We're going to take inventory of this team and what happens when the Halos get healthy. Of course, we're talking Angels baseball here on Lockdown Angels every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Thanks for being here for the conversation. Let's talk about that game last night against the Braves uh, that happened shortly after the deadline was over, right, Mike? Yeah, they uh, lost this game 5-1, to one. but Johnny... When you have Spencer Strider on the mound, you almost expect that the offense is going to struggle. And this, this was the game that I thought, okay, if they're not going to get all three, then yes. they'll lose this one. Yes. yes. And what was great about this game is that Patrick Sandoval actually went pitch for pitch with Spencer Strider. Sure. Yeah. And really technically, technically only gave up one earned run. That first earned run, Mickey Moniak actually allowed the base runners to move up and get on base because he overran a ball I, to center yeah, field. I hear Should have caught saying. it. Should have caught it, right? Um, that's that's the second time in a week. So Mickey's just amped up. Got to gotta pump the brakes a little bit, Mickey, yes. right? Um, but I'll be honest with you, Johnny. The Angels had a lot of opportunities, or at least I would say maybe two that I can think of in the sixth and the seventh inning when they had runners on, and they didn't do anything with those runners on, which has been the narrative, right? It's been the issue, runners mm -hmm. in scoring position. Yeah, you know, they just haven't been able to cut through that issue yet, and it's still uh, it's still giving them grief, right? And even, even uh, Zach Neto was able to get the run home, but it was an RBI ground out, right? right? And, it, and it was close to being a double play. Net, fortunately, Neto flies down that line, so he was able to beat that out. But again, it, it, it comes back to making contact and not striking out in that right. moment. And that was exactly right. what needed to happen. And, and so I'm not going to complain about, oh, it was only an RBI ground up. At least they got something home against Strider. Good That's freak, what they right? needed to do. And we actually, on our segment yesterday, we talked about how making contact rather than striking out was necessary. So good on Zach Neto for doing that because yes. the batter before him, I think it was, it was Thais, struck out. And so it was just one of those games where Strider was on his game and it wasn't it wasn't that the Angels didn't have opportunity. I know CJ Crone hit a mammoth shot to center field. <laughs> Would have been a home run at Angel Stadium, was not a home run in Atlanta. 
you you mentioned Matt Theis and and uh, our Locked On Angels every day or Stefan Muma on Twitter brought this up and I was a th- it was so funny he read my mind because I was thinking the exact same thing when I'm watching Matt Theis. Mike, he has the biggest loopiest swing I think I've ever seen, and every time he swings, he's swinging under the baseball. He's a perfect example of somebody who needs to shorten it up yeah. and change your approach, especially when there's two strikes, because then they fire it down right down the middle and he's swinging under it like a like a golf club. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse than, I'm like, who does this remind me of? I think it's almost loopier than Josh Hamilton's big left-handed ah, swing yeah. up there. So he's he's so when you and I talk about adjustments, friends who are listening and watching, watch Matt Theis next time because that's the perfect example of a guy whose swing is the exact same every single time. And it's that big loopy swing and he's missing the ball right down the middle because he's swinging under it every single time. Yeah, and to be like an example of what the opposite would look like in the game, game one, Mike Moustakis hit a ball that was like high and away out of the strike zone and he lined it down the left field line. Like mm-hmm. that was that that was an adjustment. Might not have been the greatest pitch to swing at, but it was an adjustment in how he was approaching. He wasn't just constantly trying to do the same exact exact swing. He actually threw the bat to the ball to get a hit. And even if it's not a great pitch to hit, you're either going to foul it off or you're going to make contact and right. put it in play. And that's the thing is once you once you swing at something, you've got to commit. And that was something that I noticed with Trey Cabbage, a lot of half-hearted swings where yeah. he realized, oh, I shouldn't have swung at that. And rather than fully committing to that fastball away, he would kind of half-heartedly go after it and kind of pull back. And you can't do that. You got to commit. And, and the best you can do is foul it off and get another pitch. Right. And when you and I talk about making contact with runners on, that's a good example. Mike Moustakis talk about CJ Crone um, on Monday night. He had that fastball at the top of the zone and he shortened up and pulled his shoulders back and right. hit it at the top of the zone. Not a great hit, not a great pitch to swing at, but he adjusted, yep. made contact and was able to hit that one back up the middle. Johnny, your boy Sandy was pitching on four days rest. And it sounds like for the rest of the year, this is going to be the rhythm. They want to keep him in a five day rotation along with Lucas Giolito. Uh, Shohei will still do every sixth day, but Sandy didn't pitch terribly. Five innings, three hits, two earned, four walks, three case against a really great lineup in Atlanta. The yeah. the issue really for him was that 31 or 33 pitch first inning. 30, I mean, he was 34. It was 34. See, I, yeah. was, I was counting. Uh, 34 <laughs> pitch inning. And that's always been the issue for Sandoval is he has one inning. Usually it's the third, but he has one inning where he really struggles and a lot of pitches, but left this game down by one and looked really good. And then Jacob Webb comes in, has a really clean first inning, but then he came back out again and gave up back-to-back home runs first to Arcia, which was a two-run home run. And then Harris hit a solo home run, very next pitch. And that just put the game out of reach at that point. Yeah. The 34 pitches in the first inning, it goes back to that, that misplay with Mickey Moniak in left field, right? That extends the inning and that, causes uh you know uh, it always seems to happen to sandy i know that he gets frustrated i know that last week we talked about like dude you gotta attack the zone and there were some pitches mike that were dotted on the corners like perfect fastballs that didn't get called strikes right that was frustrating i can understand being frustrated about that 
I can understand being frustrated about the defense not making that play behind you. Uh, so for him to get through five innings, three hits, two runs, I think that that's all well and good. Four walks, a little bit more than we would like to see, yeah. especially in only five innings. Uh, but Sandy, I like you said, pitch for pitch with Spencer Strider, who again, you you think, all right, if this if we're gonna lose a game, it's gonna be against Strider. That's fine. But I'm so upset the fact that at one point we were tied. Mm-hmm. Then, Mike, we talk about this all the time, and there were 18 instances. I think there's been two more since then. Sandy gave up that home run the very next inning yep. after the Angels tied up the game, and so that made it 2-1. to one. And you still think, okay, they still have a chance. Um, but to even get that one run was like climbing Mount Everest for them. Right. So 2-1 to one felt, like, felt like a hole. And then Jacob Webb certainly didn't make things any better. There's right. some game notes here that we need to talk about, Mike. First of all, Lucas Giolito is going to be on the mound. Uh, he's uh, the, the Halos pitching has been good. And so yeah. if they can get a good outing from Giolito, which is what they traded for, um, they they got to commit to swinging and making contact in this one. So uh, what do you feel like they need to do to walk away with the win here? I think they need to score first. I think that if they could give Giolito a, 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 a run or two, I think that actually benefits him. We saw that against the Blue Jays. He, he looked really good, but the yeah. Angels just weren't scoring any runs. And so yeah. if the Angels can get a run or two on the board early and take a page out of the Braves playbook, I think that actually benefits Giolito. I, I would not be surprised. I don't want to jinx him. I would not be surprised if he goes seven innings in this mm. game and mm-hmm. and and really pitches well. I think that we have an opportunity to really get a win here. It's it's yeah. uh, Torinos on the mound who is not a really strong starter for the Braves, and so I think that we actually have a really great opportunity. So I think scoring first is going to be the key to the Angels getting a victory today. Absolutely. Hey, we might even get to see Jordan Adams and see what he can bring to the yeah. table in this one. Maybe he'll be a, a defensive replacement later on. Maybe he'll come in to pinch run. That would be really exciting. So yeah, he got moved up. Uh, Joe Adele was moved to the 60 day injured list. They said that oblique strain was worse than they initially thought. That's Michael Stefanik is back down in AAA. Griffin Canning's on the IL with a calf tightness. It went from general soreness to an IL stint. Of course it did. Uh, Victor Medeiros <laughs> was called up and he did get uh, into the, uh, the bullpen in this one. So Hopefully these guys can still overcome all the injuries that are piling up. Hey, the Angels are playing the Braves today, 9.20 a.m. Pacific time. So you've probably made this your first listen of the day. And as soon as it's over, hop on over to SiriusXM and catch the Angels hometown broadcast on the SXM app. All you have to do is search Angels. Coming up on Locked On Angels, what grade would you give GMPM his moves at the trade deadline? What would you give? Good old Perry Manassian, this trade deadline. We'll talk about all of that coming right up. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. So do you think that maybe Otani can hit a home run against Torinos of the yes, Braves today, Johnny? Please. He has to, Mike. <laughs> He's He was robbed by Michael Harris. And uh, yeah, he just, uh, he, he's due. Yeah, yeah, we think so. And if you think so, you can benefit on the Sleeper app. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and decide if they're going to overperform or underperform their stats in categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. You get to pick on the Sleeper app. And if you get your picks right, you can win big. And the Sleeper app works really quickly, too. 
entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. So if you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. You can actually do that on the Sleeper app, which is great. And it's safe and secure and you can get fast withdrawals on all payouts. So download the Sleeper app today. And when you do, use our promo code locked on at sign up and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Hey, you should check out Sleeper today. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, Locked On Everydayers, Fan Mail Friday is coming up, so we want you to get your questions in. You can send them to us at Locked On Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You can even give us a call, 714-409-6396, and you leave a message there. Make it about 30 seconds to make sure that you get on the show. That really helps us out as well, so get that message in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, the Angels are back at it. 9.20 a.m. this morning against the Braves. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Let's go over the uh, new Angels list, Johnny. Lucas Giolito is here. Ronaldo Lopez is here. Randall Grichuk, CJ Crone. Earlier this season, Mike Moustakis and Eduardo Escobar are here. There was a late addition to yeah. the Angels bullpen, uh, a guy named... Dominic Leone from the Mets. He's a 31-year-old bullpen piece. He's a pitcher. Uh, here's his stats. Johnny, 30 innings pitched, uh, 4-4-0 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 11 walks. He's actually been improving as the season progresses. First 12 mm-hmm. appearances with the Mets, 13 innings, a 296 batting average against, a 19.3 K percentage with a 5-4 ERA. Ooh. And then in his last 19 games, 17 innings pitched, a 180 batting average against, a 31.4K percentage, and a 363 ERA. Johnny, Mm -hmm. Perry Manassian said it was Dominic Leone's last month that actually drew Angel attention, and it's why they traded for him. Why don't you share the stats about what he did this last month? Yeah, over the last month, he's been in seven games, seven appearances, a 2.35 ERA, seven and two-thirds innings pitched, Four hits, only two earned runs given up on two solo home runs, uh, two walks, 11 strikeouts. Mike, here's the kicker for me, a 0.783 whip. Mm. That's Mm. walks and hits per innings pitch. So less than one runner is getting on through the walk or the hit each time he comes out over the last seven games. So really, really good stuff over the last month. It's so funny to me because... You can look at Dominic Leone's entire season and go, ugh, I don't, uh, I don't right, know, right? But, but that's one thing that I think that you and I could probably do better at giving Perry Manassian and his crew credit for is to just identify some of these things in terms of what's the trajectory of this guy because here's where he was, here's the value he's added, or here's the war that he's brought so far this season. But what's the forward trajectory of this guy and they do they seem to do a really good job Mm. of identifying that kind of stuff uh and and so goes the point here with dominic leone uh doing a deeper dive on him checking out his splits here versus righties he gets a 232 average against and versus lefties it's a 262 average against so obviously he's a righty lefties are having a little bit more success against him mike what are your initial thoughts on this move it came very late right before the deadline 
What do you think about it? One of the things that we kept talking about, and I think Angel fans wanted to see, was more help in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And the, the word came out yesterday that uh, Sam Bachman was going to go on the 60-day IL. So it looks yeah. like he'll be back in September. So he's not going to come back anytime soon. And Joyce right. as well. It doesn't look like he's going to come back anytime soon. So they did need an arm. And to keep bringing up guys from the minor leagues hasn't really been successful. And we really hope that maybe Reyes would be somebody that could be really, really I great. Think, but Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, it's it's Roto Reyes and Victor Medeiros, those guys. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'd say Zach Weiss. and Ben Joyce. No, no, no. Yes, I think those two guys are great. I think what I'm saying is that outside of those two guys, we've kind of really just trying – we're trying to find pieces to the puzzle. And Andrew Wentz hasn't really been it. Zach Weiss hasn't really been in it. And so I think that this move was necessary. I I was not familiar with Dominic Leone. um, And so I I did look at like what people were saying. And fans of the teams that he's played for, Mets, Giants, one of them said, ah, he ain't it. But I think that – the way that the angels could potentially use him is not a guy who's going to be in the game when it's really high leverage because we have more and Lopez and we have Estevez. Right. And so we, we've really got some good guys at the back end of the bullpen. I think that he's going to be somebody that can eat up some innings in the fifth, maybe the sixth, possibly the seventh inning. And so that way we're, we're, we're not wasting arms. We're not using guys up so quickly. It seems like, He'll be up against righties specifically, although lefties haven't really hit him too hard. And so learning about him made me go, okay, it's a piece to the bullpen. And perhaps yeah. like one of those guys, like he's he's the the meat in the sandwich that we needed, right? Like we have the Otani and Trout and we got the meat with Drury. And same thing happens with the bullpen. We've got Renato Lopez and we've got Carlos Estevez. And then we've got this guy stuck right in the middle of it, Dominic Leon. Yeah, I, I was looking at his game logs, and he seems to be, you know, sixth inning, seventh inning. So he's going to be that bridge that the Angels need to go from starter to the back end of the bullpen. And he's been decent in the in the seventh inning. Mike, I, I, were you the one who said this? I think if you if you want a good picture of Dominic Leon and how fans are feeling about him, imagine how imagine a world where we traded Aaron Loop. Yes, and you saw his stats for the entire year and angel fans would go, <laughs> good luck with him. <laughs> but then, you yeah. know, the locked on hosts of whatever team Aaron loop goes to would go, Hey, look at Aaron loops last month. He's been yep. pretty solid. He started yep. out pretty bad, but he's been pretty solid. So if you want a metaphor for Dominic Leone and how to feel about him, there you go. Not yep. saying he's going to be Aaron loop, but it's the same kind of feelings that other people's, or other teams feel about Dominic Leon uh, in the way that we have felt about Aaron Loop at the beginning of the season and then mo- more recently. Mike, what's your overall grade here for the deadline? What do you think? I'm going to give the Angels a high B plus, maybe even like touching a minus. The mm-hmm. reason why it's a high B plus is because guys like Giolito and Lopez are going to be free agents. So potentially we could just have them for two months and then they're gone. And then we traded away some really good players. But I think that these moves are moves that actually filled the needs that the angels needed and that Perry Manassian knew exactly what they needed. And he didn't go and like dance around it, like Jerry DePoto or Billy (laughs) Epler, right? Like he went and did what he needed to do to make sure this team was solid and strong. So I I give it a, a high B plus it's almost an A minus. What do you, what do you think? I, I said this on our live stream on bleacher report. Thanks for everybody who jumped on that too yesterday. That was a lot of fun. And appreciate you showing up for that. Um, I, I I give it a straight B. I think it's a perfect B grade 
for the deadline. And the reason I say that, it's kind of the same reasons why you said that. There's a lot of expiring contracts here, a lot of expiring pieces. And I'm not worried about the farm system and the people that we had to give up. I think that that indicates to me that Perry and the crew are excited about who they just drafted. And if anybody has an understanding of the pieces they gave away, it's it's Perry Manassian and the front office. They've they've had a lot of time to examine these guys from 2021 and 2022 and feel like, all right, here's the ones we need to keep. Here's the ones we can trade away. And, and you know, we'll miss them, but we can do without if it helps our team out right now. I give them such a high grade as a B because for them to get Lucas Giolito and and be able to do that before anybody else, yeah. I think is is fantastic. You and I talked about the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks having interest in him, and that kind of made us both go, well, that's probably not a possibility. However, they got him, and that was huge. And Ronaldo Lopez, so far, out of the gate, throwing a 101 at the Braves on Monday night. I like that a lot, Mike. And as far as improving the role players in Grichuk and CJ Crone, I think that was great. You and I complained a bunch last year when I believe it was Trout that went out and we compared that to when Mookie Betts got hurt on the Dodgers and the Dodgers went out and got Trace Thompson. And we said, why didn't Perry just go get somebody yeah. who's an outfielder that's not Mike Trout, but is serviceable because yeah. the Dodgers hit with Trace Thompson. Well, today I saw the tweet that said, you know, Taylor Ward gets hurt. The Angels go out and they get uh, Randall Gritcha. Uh, Bo Bichette gets hurt. The Blue Jays go out. And, and they go get a shortstop from the Cardinals, Paul DeYoung, to replace him. Not not re- totally replacing the guys you had, but still serviceable. And then they were making fun of the Yankees because they hadn't replaced anybody that they lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that to say, I think everything that you add up here in terms of the new moves, I'm giving it a strong B. I think it was a great trade deadline. Not as exciting as other years, maybe, but for us, it was exciting just because we're in it and we're trying to make the playoffs and the Angels have pushed all their chips in. All right, let's take some inventory of this team, Johnny. Let's see what we got. So let's start with the catcher's position. Obviously, Matt Theis has been our starter and it seems like it seems like being the starter has been good for him for a little bit and then for the most part he's really struggled offensively like the everyday play has kind of worn him out so it was great to have Chad Wallach step up on Monday night and come in and have a really great game which gets us excited about Logan Ohapi and there's been yes. conversations about Ohapi possibly being back in like 3 weeks which would be so exciting and really, I think, a shot in the arm for this team, right? Yeah, absolutely, because offensively, there was a there was a period of time where Wallach and Thice were making a pretty good tandem for a catcher's tandem where yeah. it was like, hey, you know what? Between the two of them, they're hitting 250, 260. That's fantastic. You don't expect to get a lot in terms of batting average out of your catchers. Then... Wallach started to fall off. He went into that O for 40-something slump, right? Thais, by virtue of that, started getting the starts almost every day. And while he's been hit and miss, he's certainly been doing a lot of hitting or missing. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's catching up to him 
in terms of being an everyday player. He's just not built to be an everyday guy. And yeah. the less they use Wallach, the more pressure that's put on Matt Thice. Yeah. So it'll be huge to have Logan Ohapi back as soon as possible, hopefully sometime by mid-August. Mike, at first base, you've got C.J. Crone. You can put Mustakis over there. Mm-hmm. Brandon Drury can play over there if you need him to once he's back. Second base, they've been running with Renhifo. Gotta say, I've been impressed with Renhifo at second base. Yeah. And I think if you look at history, you you see that second base is his best defensive position out of shortstop and third base. But you can also, you know, plug in Brandon Drury there and he'll probably play a lot of second base there. Did you see his play for the Salt Lake Bees yes. last night? Oh yep. man, that that Derek Jeter esque jump throw. Jump throw, baby. I love it. Great for the shoulder, right? It's great that he's not, <laughs> not he's not feeling pain. If he is, he's probably not making that throw, right? Yeah, if he could do that, he's doing great. Shortstop, Mike. This is this is an area where I feel like the Angels could have added, and that is a sufficient backup mm. shortstop to Zach Neto because Andrew Velasquez is just not getting it done at no, the plate. No. And not even defensively most nights. Uh, so I think they could have added there. Again, third base, you can see Moustakis over there. You can see Escobar yep. over there. We haven't seen it yet this season, but Drury can play third base over there. Right. Just throwing that out there. Right. Renhifo also ends up over there, but I think, again, second base is his best spot. Rendon, I, I don't think they're even thinking about Rendon right now. And yeah. clearly the moves that they've made – uh, they're not taking into account him being back anytime soon or right. helping this team in the immediate future. Left field, Randall Grichuk. You've got Moniak in center field where Trout might be returning in about two weeks' time. He said he took some dry swings, felt really good. He's not going to put a timeline on it, but that's just baseball speak for, yeah, I'll come back whenever I can. Yeah. Um, right field, Renfro, and of course, DH with Otani. Mike, with the outfield, I, I pulled this stat because I think it's important. Both guys, Grichuk and Moniak, Grichuk is batting. He's got a 1,000 OPS against mm. lefties. Moniak has a 1,000 OPS against righties. And when Trout comes back, you will have the luxury of platooning those guys. I know we yeah. said that we want Moniak in there every single day. Yeah. But at this point, you're back to having a bonus in the problem of, we got too many guys. What do we do? And and I think this is a really good thing for that outfield. But Mike, talk to me about the the pitching staff, the starting pitchers, the relief pitchers, who we've got inventory wise. Talking about too many guys, we've got Otani, Giolito, Sandoval, Detmers, Anderson, and Silseth. And with Canning on the IL, he'll be back in about two weeks. So I really like that. And Silseth has really proven to be a guy who's going to be a bulldog for us. And then when you look at the bullpen, Johnny, Estevez, Moore, Lopez, Leon, Soriano, Loop, Webb, and Berea. Davinsky probably is back in a week. Joyce and Bachman are probably back in September. And so getting these guys healthy actually causes a whole lot of problems for this team. Good problems to have, right? And I think it actually gives us some great momentum moving into August and September. And quite honestly, Brandon Drury back in that starting rotation that starting lineup i think will be great having somebody like uh uh leone in the bullpen to help eat some of those innings and mm-hmm. not just kind of throw it away i think is really beneficial i think he probably will be somebody that kind of coincides with where soriano would pitch if maybe he can't pitch that night um and and then there's that one caveat quickly that we could talk about and that's jordan adams is up right now yeah and where does he fit? Maybe he's probably a defensive replacement. Maybe he's a pinch runner because he steals bags. 
Honestly, John, I'd love to see him hit, maybe take a couple of swings, and let's see what he can do. And perhaps we'll see him today. Who knows? Because it's an early game, and the lineups aren't out yet as of this recording. But I'd love to see what he can do while he's up in the big leads. Yeah, I think it, it was uh, was it an eight fifty? It was like an eight hundred OPS against yeah. lefties, which yeah. I think is significant for a guy like Jordan Adams. Now, again, that's Triple A numbers, but you know what? Doesn't matter when it comes to the minor leagues and the major leagues stealing bags baby because you're fast in the minors and you're fast in the majors and i think that jordan adams could definitely help this team out with that because was it you that said they're they're third to last yeah in the majors in, in stolen bases like the, if, if jordan adams can can turn on the wheels like that i think that would be really significant and again he plays really good defense and you could you could slot him in in any outfield position and be a defensive replacement, but you're right. Give him, give him a try while we're waiting for Mike Trout to come back. Maybe he gets a start here and there. Maybe it's the last year's Levon Soto effect, right? Yeah. Where he comes up and really impresses. That would be really fun to see. Thanks for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, the Angels play at 920 today, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnAngels and at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you there. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, is Phil Nevin the guy for this team moving forward? The players actually think so. We'll tell you who and we'll tell you why tomorrow on Locked on Angels. All righty. Well, that's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm sure everybody's going to agree uh, and, and have all the same opinions on that. <laughs> that'll be fun. All right, friends, <laughs> we'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.